Hey listeners, it's me. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited to have you. Now, normally my podcasts start with my theme song and then kind of an intro when we get into it. But after listening to this episode in editing, there's a couple things that I want to say before we formally start the episode. First and foremost, I want to say a special thank you to my guest this episode, Ray, I really love you, and I truly, truly, truly believe that the universe brought you into my life for not just to be on my podcast, but for the the friendship and the relationship that we've kind of been developing since we met. I love you, and I, I can't thank you enough for doing this episode with me. Um, the next thing that I kind of want to address before we kind of get started is that um, both Ray and I are black. <laughs> so some of these issues that we discuss um, exist in the black community as well as the LGBTQ um, community. And that's okay. <laughs> there can be issues in two different communities and they can be the same issue. Um, I just, I, I feel like that's important to kind of say. I also want to kind of give um, a warning. I don't know if you would call it a warning. More so a heads up. Um, in this episode, we talk about some explicit content. Uh, I do flag all of my episodes as explicit when I upload them into Anchor. So I don't know if anybody's even really paying attention to that because uh, I use profanity all the fucking time. There it is. Oop. Yeah, so if you're listening to me in the speakers in your car with kids and things like that, there is a part where we kind of talk about some sexual content, um, but I did come back in and editing and kind of interject and give a heads up about that particular part. So I did want to say that ahead of time right now as well, um, that there is a little bit of sexual content in this episode. So if you're listening to it around children and that's not really something that you want them to hear, um, this might not be the episode to play in the speakers in the car or in your house. Um, put your headphones in and enjoy. The other thing that I want to say is also um, we, we discuss a little bit of religious content as well. And as it relates to the gay community. Um, I don't care if you're offended by that. I don't. Um, I don't. But just in case you might be offended by it, this might not be the um, the episode for you. Now, I'm always open to feedback and conversation, and I would love to hear opposing points. Um, but do understand that your opposing points will probably not change my mind um, about the things that I've said. So feel free to share, but do also know I don't care. And we'll leave it at that. Uh, the last thing that I want to address before we get into it is... I think that I'm getting a, a little, I, I had some sound issues in this episode and in some of the other episodes, because I listen back to my episodes, but when I'm recording, I'm like in the moment, I'm really passionate about what I'm talking about. I might, you know, leave a space where I can kind of go back and clip some things out if I didn't say it the way I wanted to say it, but I, I'm not listening back to the entire recording until final editing. So there were some times in this episode where Sound kind of chips out a little bit, but again, I didn't hear that until after the episode was already recorded, and it's kind of really hard to kind of jump in without, it's a lot, 
long story short, you can still hear, but there are a little bit of parts that are a bit muffled. And I'm trying out something new um, with how I position my microphone and also remembering to face the microphone the whole time that I'm talking. Because honestly, sometimes I get real excited and I get to flail my arms around and turn in my head. And 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 then when I'm listening back to it, it's like, girl, can't nobody hear you. So I apologize in advance for any of the sound issues that you may experience in this episode. It's me. It's not your phone. Don't worry about that. That's, that's me. I apologize in advance. With that being said, let's get into it. Young candy that go crazy. She chocolate and amazing, patient and persuasive. If you got a problem, or Cherie saw the equation. She ain't tripping on no nigga. She ain't worried about relations. She just bringing y'all to show to cover different situations. It's the rhetoric. Marcherie, we know that you intelligent. The rhetoric. Got them thinking twice about being celibate. The rhetoric. Everybody want a piece of melanin. Every day striving to do better, steady leveling. She chocolate and amazing, patient and persuasive. If you got a problem, or Cherie saw the equation. She ain't tripping on no nigga. She ain't worried about relations. She just bringing y'all to show to cover I just love you and I'm so excited to do today's episode. I love you too, Marsha. I am too. I was so excited. I hope you can still hear you. Still hear me good. Yeah, I can still hear you good. Okay, okay, good. Okay, just want to make sure my no no technical difficulties here. Yes, I'm so excited. I am really, I'm ready to get I'm ready to get into business because like I said, I have some stuff that I need to get off my chest. Yes, and I'm ready to talk to you. I'm ready to have some rhetoric. Okay, so today's episode is the gay episode. I, well, you know what? I might rename it. We'll see. As of now, it's called the gay episode <laughs> because I definitely wanted to put out something for pride. I, I guess, um, technically, I'm just considered an ally, but really I consider myself a gay man in a woman's body and I love my woman's body. <laughs> so uh, you always want to put out something for pride. <laughs> you I always, feel like I'm one of you anyway. <laughs> I understand. Like I really feel that I feel that like on like a like a a gay level. <laughs> like I really feel that okay listen. <laughs> so today's episode is gonna be all about gay. Okay, and I'm here for it. I am here for it. So, Ray, I know you said you you got a lot to get off your chest. Lay it on me, baby. Okay, well, let me just introduce myself. Um, my name is Rick Juan. I am from North Carolina, North Carolina. <laughs> and, you know, I'm just that little... I grew up in a small town or whatever, so um, that wasn't really much to the gay community where I live. A lot of people was the Bible Belt type of folks, like they mm. would really conservative, you know, really by the Bible or whatever. So I just already knew that I wasn't going to be staying there for the rest of my life because just the way that the mindset was in the in the, town, the little county I lived, lived in, it was called Rutherford County. Rutherford County, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And it was just, a like I said, a bunch of Bible Belt people or whatever, um, very uh, closed-minded. And it's mm-hmm. just, I, I had to get up out of there. I moved to Charlotte. And then I've been living in Charlotte for two years. I absolutely love it. Like that's totally yeah. much, it's much more to do, much more people, more diverse. Like where I was yes. yes, it was much much more diverse diverse here in Charlotte. But you know, this is home now. So mm-hmm. um yep. But <laughs> like like Marsha was saying, um, I do have a lot of stuff to get on my chest. I am a person that I can skip around and talk about different stuff, so, but I'm trying to trying to stay on track. 
it's just the uh, ADD in me, but uh, I'm right. stay on track today. Okay. <laughs> I'm here to keep you in line, okay? Keep me in line, Marsha. Well, there's a lot that I want to get off my chest, and it's just addressing, like, the um, the gay community when it comes to, like, fat shaming, when it comes to being black in the gay community. And, um, like, I just think it's important to really get this off my chest, and maybe this can be an eye-opener for other gays. Um, we just need to, there's just some stuff that uh, we, we need to stop doing in this in this community. With that being said, I was speaking on the um, the fat shaming or whatever. Um, just the experience that I had the other day, I was on one of these dating apps or whatever. And um, I just remember a guy sending me a message. You know, he was nice and everything at first. And, mm -hmm. and um, he tried to make a joke about, he said something about my size and how I needed to work out until I needed to lose weight. Oh my goodness! Yeah, dating apps is crazy. Niggas is real bold behind the screen. Number one, because <laughs> they say things to you via the app that they would never say to your face, and that—that's. Thank you. Yes, yes, and let me tell you something. I'm gonna tell you how I handle the situation. Now, I could have handled the situation like the old me because I could have come on there and I could have created a page, a fake page at that because. The guy sent me a pay uh, when he sent me the sent me what he said. He had a picture on his profile, but it was half of his face, so you could only see like mm -hmm. his mouth and on down. And he had this glorious body, which he thought was glorious. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, he sent me that. He said that. Now it would have been an old me. I would have sent. I would have created a fake page, and it would have been like a catfish type of page. And I <laughs> ish him, and then I would have got him to meet me, and then it would have been, bitch, I'm gonna beat you up. But you know. <laughs> Old me and like, 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 because that that's just real ugly. Why do you feel like I don't understand in the gay community why they feel like they just need to shame somebody else because he doesn't know what I've got going on. Like he doesn't know what if I, I'm I'm working out to lose the weight. Like I really right working out to lose the weight. You know what? That is a beautiful point. And honestly, I don't. I wouldn't even just say that that's the gay community. I think that's men in general uh, because. Men feel the need to give their unsolicited opinion all the time. And I, I've i never understood that. And I literally just saw um, a tweet today. I'm going to go find it on my Twitter because I, I, I was like, uh, yes, this is everybody needs to know this. And, and the only reason that I say that it is in the gay community is because let me tell you something in the gay community, you either fat or you're skinny. Like there's no in between it. And like mm -hmm. people feel as if, like, like how that guy felt. He felt that I don't know where he he come out of the woodworks with that because at the end of the day, I always has, I've always been a confident person with who I who I am. Like it doesn't matter. You can call me fat. You can call me this. You can call me dark. You can call me big nose. You can call me big lips. What people paying for today, mind you. But you you can say all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, I know who I am as an individual. I know what I've been through. I know why I gained this weight. Like I've been fit. Like. Previously, like, this is nothing that I explained to this gentleman because, first of all, I'm not the person that you have to explain myself, baby. You can call me Period. fat. Fat has never stopped me from pulling a nigga. Let me just Period. go fat on this podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Period. <laughs> stop me from pulling a nigga. But it's just like, and I feel like, now, I'm praised a lot more, I swear, by the black men in our community because... I, I mean I don't I don't I don't really know why, but it's that came from a, a white gentleman from that app. Mm -hmm. And I get a lot of that from the white from like a white guys. They'll try to say shit like that. Like and I don't I really don't like that. Like people, a lot of white people I know. Because they used to like 
They used to being able to say whatever they want without consequences. They feel like it's okay to to do that. And they don't understand that it's not. A lot of them really don't. And you know what? Hold up. Now, let me, let's just get into this. Now, the beauty standard used to always be white. It used to be skinny, white women. Now, mm-hmm. like, it, I'm serious. Like, if you look back 10 years ago and look at, like, like all these, like, makeup commercials and stuff, what did you always used to see? It just got diverse recently. White women, right. And everybody was fighting for that diversity, that representation. Because, it, you know what? A lot of it stems from insecurities that they have in themselves. And it it it, it is more part painful to them, I guess, for lack of a better word, to point it out in themselves than it is to point it out in other people. Yeah, he has some own his own issues going on. He had he sure did have his own issues, and like I said, I seen that comment, and I was just like, I cannot wait till I do this podcast because I said, um, I think I don't know that that word because I'm not going to keep going back and forth with you because at this point, at that point, I'm ready to like, baby, I'm ready to put hands on you, but I'm not trying. Yeah. To, that's not the that's not the person I'm I'm trying to be anymore because. As the, as, as uh, like the black community, we always uh, pointed out as the aggressor. So I said, you know what? I'm just gonna take this. I'm just gonna take this moment just to block his ass. And I blocked him. I could have said much more. I could have really hurt him. I could have dug into their feelings because mm-hmm. don't think it's like I said stopping anything because I'm fat. Fat ain't never stopped nothing for me. Okay. I'm but like I said, I see that a lot in the. Uh, it's like, especially the white guys in the gay community, they always feel like they, I don't know if they just be, feel, they have this entitlement and um, they always feel like they have this entitlement. Like you said, that they can say anything that they want to without consequences. But baby, mm-hmm. that's not thing because you would never have said that to my face. And never. I would have embarrassed you in front of anybody. And um, I'm a lover more than a fighter, but let me tell you something. I'm going to... Um, I'm not gonna let nobody talk to me like that. You would not talk to me like a like I'm a like that. You would not have in my face. You would not have talked to me like that. That is yep. horrible. We need to do better. And um, like in our community, we need to do better because I see this a lot. That's not. That's just one of the in- instances that I have seen. Like, but that has been plenty more. Trust me. They be on there saying all kinds of wild stuff and stuff like. Oh, I believe it. I'm telling these people. I and, believe it. Yes, and. And I have not, I haven't been in a relationship with a guy. It's been a long time since I've been in a relationship with a guy because I just, people like to play games when it comes to these relationships stuff. And I really put my heart in the stuff. And um, mm-hmm. I just, I, I just, I can't, Marsha. Like, I feel you on that. You, you already know my story on why I need to be alone. I spent way too much time worried about everybody else. It's time to worry about me. I love me. I love spending time with me. I I'm great. <laughs> I'm great. I don't need nobody else right now. And yeah. and I'm I'm so cool on that. And and another thing I would like I was speaking on, and I just want to dig into to how I said there's like a lot of racism in the um in like the gay community. Now, if you ever go into one of these dating apps, which you wouldn't because you're obviously not a gay man. I mean, you are meant like are you feel like <laughs> I get I get I get it. No, but they don't want me for real because I gotta you know. <laughs> Buy one. Yeah. <laughs> but let me tell you something. Like, if you would just see some of the stuff that these men, these white dudes be saying on these apps, they'd be out. It'd be... And then they want to claim they're not racist. But they'd be like... <laughs> I just... If you just had to really see it, they'd be like, well, I don't... Uh, um, I'm only into, like... I'm not into blacks. Like... No. I'm like... <laughs> like they'd be like, I'm not into blacks. I'm not into Asians. I'm not into fat. I'm not into... I'm like, 
Hold okay, on. well, all right, I guess. <laughs> what? <laughs> God, like, and then now I have definitely had some white men say some crazy things to me on Plenty of Fish. Um, I, anytime a white man messages me on there, I say, "Do Black Lives Matter?" And one of them said, "Yeah," and so do white dicks. Oh my God! So yes, yes. See, they be saying anything, saying anything, and it's not only that. It's just like I've had. Okay, it's been it's, it's been several comments. I know I just mentioned like what they be having in their profile description or bio, or whatever it is. It's like no blacks, no Asians, no this, no that. But you want to claim your versus whatever. But then you have those ones that be like, um, that be like, what do they say? They'll say, oh, you're not like the other the other black people. You're not like oh. the other those other black guys. It's, it's like, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? Like the other black people. Like, but I'm still black. It, Why can't I just be a good person? Why I gotta be, oh, you're not like those other blacks. I, I, listen, what? That is a complete turnoff. And let me say, let me say this before, and I love my white men, uh, and I love my white people in, in general or, or whatever, but that shit's got to stop. That is, that coming up thinking because like I was one of those kids in school too that was one of those was I was very outspoken and people used to always say I talk white and stuff like that just because of how I speak mm -hmm. like I didn't like I was always told like oh you, you're not like the others like what you mean I'm <laughs> part of the others what do you mean boo boo right I'm still I'm I am you know right what does that mean and that's the thing people do not think about what they're saying like, no. what are you really saying when you say that? And I don't, they just don't, that never crosses their mind. And we be looking at them fucking crazy. I know I've looked at every white person crazy. Anytime they say something like that, I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm not like them. I am them. No. What are you saying? Like, <laughs> why don't you just admit that your, your previous assessment of black people is wrong because I'm not like quote unquote them. I am them. Like I, I, I I'm them. I, Oh my goodness! Yeah. So like, mm. and this is this is why I say that I wanted just to stop in the gay community because I see a lot of people because you know people get real mad when people say bad things about gays and stuff. But y'all don't have the same like when I'm speaking to like white guys when they say like the dumb shit. They they'll be like, "Well, he's homophobic. He says I'm homophobic to me." But you over here be talking about the color you. Uh, always referring to me like the color of my skin saying oh i'm not or it's telling me that i'm not like the others i'm not like this i'm not like that like but then you but you're angry that somebody's being homophobic towards you see i got two strikes on me already because number one i'm already gay and i'm a black man so now i'm gonna have mm -hmm. to deal with damn racism then i'm gonna have to deal with people going to be homophobic and stuff mm -hmm. and they're gonna see that you're black before they see that you're gay they showed the pale wheel and that's why white people still remain privileged even in the gay community because if you are white they're going to see that you're white before they see that you are gay whatever uh, anything else like yeah, yeah. and that's that's very true like and like i even like even when like uh I be like I go to like clubs and stuff like for for example like I go to this club Scorpio here. Well, if I go on like the Friday nights, they have a lot more drag and they have drag and stuff Fridays and Sundays if they still do it like this. Yeah. They have more of the drag nights on those nights. And yeah, Saturday is more like of a hip hop type of night. It's more brown skin people there. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Stuff like that. But when I go, like, I used to go on Friday nights, and you should have seen some of these stuck-up white men that was in the club, girl. Like, like I, I couldn't even speak to them. Like, I couldn't even be cordial and be nice with them, with them wanting to look down on me. Like, I did mm-hmm. not buy that shit. Like, I'm telling you, it's, it's horrible in this community. Mm-hmm. But, like, like I said, I have to already have the extra strike because I'm black and then a gay man. So I already got two strikes when homeboy over here only sitting on one is because he is gay. And you know what I'm saying? And I feel like if we stop labeling each other, that's another thing. Stop. If we could just all stop labeling each other on being gay, straight, this, that, and the third, that we could uh, all, all live better lives. Because what does it matter who the hell did I decide that I don't want to sleep with? Period. Like, and like, that's my whole thing. Because I, too, was raised in a very Bible-thumping household where, you know, being gay was wrong. And my parents are Jamaican. And the, the entire island is known for being extremely and brutally homophobic. And when I realized, like, what two consenting adults decide to do has nothing the fuck to do with me. It's none of my goddamn business. If two grown-ass people want to go off and get married and they happen to both have penises or vaginas, what what does that have to do with me? Is that what what does that have to do with me? Nothing. And if you love them and that's what y'all want to do, that's what y'all want to do. And that's why I support the gay community because y'all just want to be who y'all are. Y'all just want to love who y'all want to love. Who the fuck cares? It has nothing to do with everybody else. And that's always been my biggest beef with like my eyes was open to it. And I agree. Like people just in other people's business. It has nothing to do with you. Yes. And Marsha, here's another thing. I have to call that my black community too, because baby, that's what I do. I call it, you know, if it's a spade, it's a spade. I'm a call a spade. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just realized, and this was another little incident. So I was at a car wash, like getting my car cleaned and stuff, the other like the other day. And you know, obviously it's Pride Month, so I was there. Mm-hmm. It was it, the place that I, the car wash that I go to is. I, I've always went to this car wash. I ain't gonna call the name on here, but this particular car wash, and I heard them over there. Did, Okay, it was a dreadhead black guy there, and he was talking about pride. Like he, mm-hmm. was, he started talking about pride and stuff, and he was like, "Oh, my birth." He was like, "I don't understand how um, pride gets a whole month, uh, gets a whole pride month on the on like in the month of my birthday or whatever." And he was just shouting back and forth to this other brown skin man, and like they kept making little side jokes, and they kept looking at me when they was making these side jokes, and I'm like. Okay, well, what are y'all looking at me for? Obviously, they can tell that I'm a gay man. Right. And where I have, a, where my issue lies is, we already have enough problems going on in the black community and and like right. our own community. But for you to sit here and try to drag me down, number one, I don't want you. Like you, like I can say some really mean, Marshall. I, I know. Say, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the dude was dusty, and like he was just saying stuff. Like he was dusty. He had dreads, some run over shoes, or whatever. And I, like I'm not knocking anybody. Don't get me wrong, but make sure, baby, humble yourself. Here's some humble dust for you, baby, because you need to humble <laughs> right on down. Because I don't know why you, in the black community too. Like you cannot. It's like I can't be gay because when I walk past them, they always make they like they want to make comments. Like, oh my god, it's just a gay dude. It's this. It's dead. They're, you know what? They're just curious. They never dealt with those emotions. They always suppressed them. They don't know what to do. They that I I really believe that's what it is because I have met some men in my life that are just so secure in their own masculinity. They know what they are. They know what they got going on. They don't give a fuck if a nigga gay. And if the nigga try to hit on them, hey, I don't swing that way. I appreciate it. 
you going about your business. And then I know some niggas where I said, if another man, my best friend was on the podcast, I think I cut this part out. I don't know if I told, I think I cut this part out, but I'm going to put it in here now. Um, <laughs> he definitely said he would feel some type of, he would not say thank you if a, if another man called him attractive. Oh, For no. what? Cut that For out. What? Why not? A compliment is a compliment. You don't have to swing that way. That don't mean that that says nothing about you, but that you can appreciate a compliment. Somebody said he was attractive. You don't have to that don't mean go jump in the bed with him. It really stems from insecurity and unexplored emotions and feelings and things like that. Like, you know, how you gonna say you you don't like it? You ain't never tried it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I definitely, I definitely feel like like. Let me tell you something. I'm not, I don't have everything in life that I want just yet. I'm 25 years old, honey. I don't have it all yet. I'm still working. I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to do with my life. Yeah, you still Please, like, and I'm, I, of me, I have standards. Like, I'm going to tell you, I, I have standards, but I can also provide any of my standards that I have, baby, I'm already on that level. So, mm-hmm. you know, I ain't trying to knock nobody's hustle or whatever. But, right. it, but you're not expecting more than you yes, bring to the table. You don't have unrealistic expectations of nobody. Yes, yes. But here's the thing: like he was wanting to throw all of these shots and stuff, and I don't give a damn. You can say what you want to, because I'm not going to address. Unless you just come in my face disrespectfully, you can say all them little side slick comments that you want, baby. Just keep continue drying off my car and putting the tire shine on that boot, so I can get <laughs> out of here. And I understand. And like to my understanding, the dude didn't even have a car. And he wanted to come up with making all these little gay gay remarks and stuff, but you don't even have a car, baby. First of all, you already you already out, ex. <laughs> you ain't got no car. So you know, people really hide behind what they feel are quote unquote jokes. And, and you're like, like I said, throw your jokes or whatever. But like I said, he didn't really say anything disrespectful to me. I just kept hearing him. I kept hearing him and this other bald headed man that was sitting over here in the corner. Uh, he thought you were cute. He wanted you to ask him for his number. Like, baby, just go ahead. Like I said, drive my car and put my tires on in there so I can get up out of here and go. <laughs> so please don't, like, and I, like I said, I'm just addressing my community too because if you are, like you said, if you are a secure man about who you who you are inside, why mm-hmm. you about what another man is doing? Why I never why these men always wonder, uh, give a damn about who I sleep with when I'm not even sleeping with them. Like I said, you right the chance, baby. Has nothing to do with them whatsoever. I'm trying. I'm trying to tell you it all. It's unexplored emotions and feelings. They never. Ex- well, well. How do I know I like women? You know, because I've had to ask myself that. I'm like, how do I know that I like men for real? How do I know? And and I've had to do some soul searching, and that's how I know. I'm like these people. Excuse me for lack of a better term, the LGBT community, they just want to be who they are, and you know who you are, and that it makes no sense that somebody else is worried about what you got going on in your personal journey that you deal with every day and you got to go to sleep with, and when it has nothing to do with them, if they're just projecting insecurities, that's all that's all it is. Nothing. Um, nothing. And I think what I'm about to say next is gonna ruffle a few feathers, but it's okay, baby. Ruffle them. Yeah, baby, I'm about to ruffle them. Okay. <laughs> so they're doing a reboot on the Rigrats, right? I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you, I don't know if you're on Instagram or whatever, you follow the shade room. Wait. I don't follow the shade room, but I seen the part that you sent me, and I also seen a couple posts on Twitter. Oh uh, Rugrats reboot. It's going on Paramount Plus, I believe. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. 
So they're doing mm-hmm. that one, and you know that she's gonna be a lesbian, whatever, mom. We already knew it. We, I mean, we knew that watching it. I mean, you, you obviously, I guess. Well, you didn't get you didn't get to watch much TV, did you? Did you get to watch? Well, it? I did. I did actually. I, I watched a lot of Rugrats. Um, but I felt like you know she was. <laughs> she was already lesbian then. Okay, okay here's what, here's where my problem lay, and I've been seeing it like a lot with in our community, in the black community, about them being angry because they don't feel like that um, that that should not be shown because they said they're trying to push a lifestyle on their kids. Hear me out. Okay. it's To me, it's about the, the representation. Why are you mad? There? I agree. But they can put heterosexuals on here on television. Y'all act like we trying what people act like is they trying to they trying to sexualize something so much that they really are like and it doesn't have to be about sex. A relationship it, is a relationship. A relationship. You just all you're doing is showing your kids love is love. I don't give a damn Period. with your kids. If you don't feel like that, you want your kids to see that, we'll turn the damn channel. How about that? And I also, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah, Heard of them. we about to, like, honestly, we about to touch on that. <laughs> like, I'm, seriously, I'm, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. And what upsets me is the, uh, the what upsets me the most is that, I mean, if, if, if people were gay from TV, then they could be straight from TV. <laughs> like, and so, so why, what, what do you, what do you mean? What, where's your, Where is your argument? This is the same bullshit that they try to pull in the early 2000s with violent video games were were making, no, no, traumatic childhoods were were making school shooters, okay? Not the the shooting video games, okay? Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Like, yes, they are so, like, here's, okay, they think that it's gonna, like, I tell them, and as soon as they say some dumb shit, like, oh my gosh, they're trying to push your lifestyle on my child. I have two friends, and I wish they was they was here because I would let them speak for themselves, so I don't have to speak for them. I ain't gonna call their name, but I have two friends who was raised by gay parents. Neither one of those friends are either even gay. <laughs> they was raised by gay. One, two was both of them was raised by gay men. Neither one of them is gay. You just are who you are. Like <laughs> I don't understand why people. Yeah, that 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 really really bothers me, and. I just, I put a status up on Facebook the other day. People do not owe you anything. There's a lot of people that don't owe you shit. Don't. You need to check your entitlement. And I don't understand why people want to protest a TV show. If you don't want your children to watch it, don't let your children watch it. That's just me, yes. Because then your fucking kids. <laughs> let me tell you something. And, and this is another thing in our community because I had it close in my family. Somebody that I won't speak on that is in my family. Well, she was like, I don't feel like she was in that same agreement. Like, she don't feel like she should be pushed down her kids' throats. But, girl, y'all be worried about y'all if y'all kids gonna be gay before y'all worry about your child's education. Let's talk about that. How about that? Right. I'll be worried. You worry about your child being gay. If, if they choose to love somebody and they're happy, that should be your concern. You, you should be worried about them being rapists and murderers and psychopaths and create damaging things to the community. I, two consenting adults want to go do some stuff together. Let them do it. What are you? It, that it just. And you know what? I think what it is is people don't look at it in that simplest of terms. You know, when when you when it boils down to it, that's that's always what it is. If it it has nothing to do with you, two consenting adults want to do something. What does it have to do with you? And they can never answer that question. And then they realize they've been mad and stupid for a long time. And they don't want to admit that. So they, they double down on their stupid ass argument. And and 
and that's what I that's what I want to make sure is is communicated on this episode. If two consenting adults want to do what they want to do, it has nothing to do with any of us. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And Marsha, here's the thing about back to um how you were saying like uh you was talking about your your homie or whatever said he wouldn't say thank you to somebody if you know mm -hmm. they said that he they find him attractive. But let me tell you something, I find it. Let me tell you something. I find women attractive. I find men attractive. I mean, uh, hold on. I I don't date women, but I, I'm tell you, if I see a beautiful woman, I'm gonna let her know that she. Okay. If I see a beautiful man, baby, I'm gonna have to let you know you are beautiful. You know. Okay, because that, people, that, right? And I see a bunch of, and I love like. <laughs> let me tell you something. I love booty. Like I love to look at everybody's butt. Like, bitch, you got a nice butt. I'm gonna be like, damn. Like, this like, is why I, I know. I know. I'm not. I know I'm not gay in the sense that I want to be with a woman, but I can appreciate a nice ass and some nice titties. And that's what I've always said. I do not have any desire to go stick my face in nobody's coochie, but I can appreciate a nice ass and some nice titties. People are people. And if I want to compliment a woman, I'm going to compliment a woman. If I have a compliment a man, I'm Compliment a man. I feel the same way that you do. And I just, I hate that men look at it as anything else other than somebody think look okay. Your face is symmetrical enough, okay? Because that's what yes. is measured by. You, you got enough symmetry going on. And let me tell you something. Most of the time, and now there has been instances where gay try to push themselves on on guys. I don't like when they do that shit. But I'm about all. I'm all about respect. You know what I'm saying? Because that has been guys. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, you are very looking, a very attractive guy. And they like, well, thank you, man, thank you, or whatever. And they can just go on about their day. Then you got to, yeah. Man, I don't roll that way. I don't roll okay. No, what you don't be talking. I ain't with all that gay shit. Like, boy, shut up. I'll right. You look good. You you better be like you getting that compliment from me because them girls ain't giving it to you. Boy, that's okay. <laughs> and that you know what? That's what women always say that. Men 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 will be having conversations, but women will always say that. I will appreciate a compliment from a woman more than I would from a man because I feel like men for the most part and their intention is sexual. And that annoys me, <laughs> you know, because if I don't give you my number when you say I looking good walking down the street, it's fuck you, ugly bitch. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, so that's what I can, I can, a compliment from a gay man or a woman hits different because I know it's not usually sexually motivated. It's you really looking good, bitch. Work. Okay. I like that. I need to hear that. But from a nigga, Hold I'm on. not putting out. Yeah. Now I'm an ugly bitch. <laughs> Hey, oh, let me tell you how it's so double standard when it comes to when it comes to men and about how they feel about gays. Okay, the difference between the okay, they're okay with women on women, right? Like mm -hmm. with women, women on women being gay. Like they go to a strip club, they like to see a damn woman with her tongue down a, you know, another. So, hey, dudes. They, a, they need to like they need to say they don't they don't think that it's right. But you was but you're okay with with the women on women, and I'm not saying that you have to be okay with. With guys sleeping together, which you're not, unless you just go on porn or something, you ain't gonna be seeing no guys uh, <laughs> sleeping with each other. But my problem lies is that they always want to say, "Oh, yeah, that's the faggot, that's the faggot over there." But you are okay with two girls tonguing themselves because you think that that's hot. But and that's that's girl on girl. But when it comes to guy, and I'm like, I'm not saying it in a sense to where I feel like that you have to obviously like that. Um, 
that guys and you know two guys are fucking around or whatever right. but like i said you ain't gonna really see that unless you just get on fucking Pornhub or or somewhere and yeah. live like that but how can you be okay you are totally fine with girls you know uh you see two girls holding hands and stuff out in the public or you know kid or or you're you know kissing or whatever in public that's not a problem but now when you see gay men do it it's all of a sudden it's a problem but it's just two men who two people who love their you know who love each other you yeah. got I have a problem with all of that. Like I, I, I do too. It's a, it's an extreme double standard, and that's why I love that. You, it, when pride is all about everybody is love is love, love is love. Period. Love is love, and that's love. That's all. People want to love who they want to love, and if two consenting adults <laughs> want to do what they want to do, it has nothing to do with you. It ain't got right. nothing to do with you. And then, you and then, unless, oh. you, unless you make it about you, and then that's your business. You have nobody to be mad at but yourself because mind your fucking business. Mind the business that pays you. And and, and here's another thing that I don't like with people who are, I guess, who are so against gay people. You know the first thing they say, well, how would y'all have how would y'all have kids? You know how many children in the foster care system? You, that, that's the same thing I hate about people worried about abortion. <laughs> Carry that fucking baby. Don't worry. If that's what this woman want to do. She got her money together. She got her insurance together. Whatever she needs to do to go handle her business, then that's what the fuck she got to do. Because guess what? If that woman does not have that baby, it doesn't make you any different. And if that woman does have that baby and she wasn't ready for it, there's so many reasons why it would affect you. So let that woman do what the fuck she got to do. It's this, it's the same thing. Yeah. Let these people do what they need to do. If they want to go have a child, they know they can't conceive biologically so they're gonna go adopt and that's a good thing we need people loving people who are accepting and tolerant to adopt the youth and raise the generation there's no problem there's no issues people are just ignorant and stuck in their ignorance yes they wanna because it doesn't fit their uh christian narrative yeah how they phrase and it don't and it don't fit into their bible or whatever which i didn't have to get into the bible that damn line is bible but anyways whatever it doesn't, and they feel like it doesn't fit what they would do. They feel like they need to criticize and judge everybody else. Because here's the thing: what if I don't want kids? <laughs> Who said I want? The kids? world is overpopulated. Bitch, I don't want kids. I said you're not even you're not even taking care of your kids, bitch. Why are you worried about if I, how I'm gonna have kids? And I also can do the surrogate thing, boo boo. Let's not forget that. Period. I can do. We can do the surrogate thing, baby. I've seen and- it done. <laughs> You know, I um I gotta find my I gotta cite my sources. I'ma find I'ma find the article for you. But um it it I read something um a, a, a couple years ago about the Bible, the verse that everybody tries to use to justify that homosexuality is a sin, that men shall not lay with men. I, I read that it actually translated to to men not sleeping with little kids saying that pedophilia is the issue not homo yeah not homo that's what i'm saying like that's what my my biggest key thing this whole episode is two consenting adults because i do not believe that the the pedos can add themselves to the lgbtq community they be trying to say that and i don't agree with that because children are children they don't have the brain development to make those decisions but two consenting adults doing what the fuck they want to do has nothing to do with us love is love Period. And that's what I think the the term homosexuality. I know what you're talking about, Marsha. I read up on that too. I can't remember. I had to find my source too. I had to dig, dig, dig. <laughs> I think it might have been something I come through on TikTok and the guy was talking about it. Then I had went and did my own research on it. Right. Like I think the homosexuality that that word actually stemmed from like I think 
it had something to do with uh pedal like guys who was like pedophiles and stuff like that. I had to look it up, and I would definitely send you that because I'm gonna have to look it up. Um, definitely look it up because I don't want to be on here putting false information. Right. Um, I like I'm gonna find my sources too. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. and I, I and that's that's the thing, and that's that's my issue with religion now. And I, I mm. definitely said before that I plan on having a religion episode yeah. um, because I, my issue with religion now is I, I when I when I read up on like things like Scientology and these newer religions, th that's what Christianity was. Somebody decided this what I want to do, and if I get enough people on my side and enough people believe me. That's all it is. And I believe that it's just human nature to want to believe in something. And yeah. this was what was believed in for so long that it just feels right. And people twisted it as, as they saw fit to suit their agendas. We all know King James, the King James version of the Bible, the most popular version of the Bible. King James is a fucking tyrant, a terrible person. And, and he reordered this and probably because he was gay himself. And felt like he is probably a little lover was out here loving on somebody else. And now he like, oh no, now it's a sin. We gotta make it wrong. So everybody, it's probably some shit like and, and when you look back on history, that's how the shit was. That's how shit came to be. So I I I fully believe that religion is just man-made. <laughs> that's why I say I believe in, Girl, in the universe you know and existence and the powers and whatever. <laughs> Something is bigger up there, but I don't know nothing about no. Let me tell you something. Yeah, we had a little land. My dad teaches is is um my dad teaches history, and I'm telling you, he teaches the real history, girl. He can go in and he can tell you things that were but is mind blowing when it comes to being when people want to be biblical about stuff and stuff, you know, like about homosexuality, just anything in general. Like Christian, I'm not even going to go in that because I'll I'll save that for your episode. I'll share. It. <laughs> this is not what this episode is about. But anyways, Christian. Uh, uh, Christianity was created during the slavery times, but I'm not going to go into that. I'm not going to go in. They use that for, uh, to keep us as brown skin folks. It's to keep us basically tamed, if you might want to say. Like, mm -hmm. and 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 it's did a great job of doing it because I see it a lot. And I agree. But you know what I'm saying? You said you're going to do an episode about that. I don't see any information about that that I know with you. Because oh, yeah, we can all start studying up. I do believe, like you said, it was created to keep us in line and yep. the human nature to want to believe in something they had to yep. make it fit their narrative to yep. push their agenda and that's, that's all it's ever been ooh, for yourself. Ooh. okay because listen they <laughs> always want to say well, no right one sin is greater than the other so being nope. gay is just no bad as you sleeping with somebody's husband. With somebody husband cutting your hair getting tattoos and Mm. Okay, they really pick and choosy. That's what honestly that's what turned me off in the church too. But like we said, that's not the point of this episode. But we, we yeah. gonna get back on being gay. But, but, but hold on, it kind of is because um because people like I said, because people always they always want to pinpoint how gay and homosexuality is wrong. But they won't talk about their wrongdoings. So I really feel like some of that really got a lot to do with this episode. Like, like I said, yeah. they will they will sit up there and, and want to preach to you how homosexual homosexuality is wrong. But you in this marriage cheating on your husband, sleeping with somebody else's husband. Girl. How many babies did you have before you got married? Exactly, y'all up here. I was got to say, like, um, honey, whatever. And like I have had, like. It's just been so crazy. I remember one time I went to Pride in Asheville, North Carolina, girl. And I remember these, um, it was these group of Christian folks. And the only reason I know they was Christian because they had it all over their signs. And they were talking about some gays should be stoned and 
It was well. And they was like, gay should be stoned and this, then that. Like, uh, they don't condone it. But why are you, why y'all out here putting all this effort in? Like, okay. Listen, because, G man, listen. <laughs> if, if they, if they, so, they are so hypocritical. That's my issue with, with, with the church and, and people who dislike gays in general. So to bring it all back to, together. Uh, <laughs> they're so hypocritical. They're very hypocritical because they always try to justify it with the Bible. And we can point out several things that they've sinned in. And my issue with the church a lot of the times was I could see the hypocrites and they standing up here telling me what I need to do. And I'm like, bro, I know y'all fucking. What are you saying? <laughs> and 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 in and, and, and in my head, I'm like, well, so all I gotta do is say the right thing, but I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. That's what that taught me. Is yeah, yeah. And see, I'm, sure, I'm trying to put any of my personal business out. Like I said, I would never name drop or anything, but I wish you would have known some of these straight men or some of these um ones that don't like gay so much. I could screenshot you and send you my inbox on Facebook and I mm. can show you the hypocriticalness of all of these people who always feel like they got something to say. But I've been learning that. But been wanting my butt. <laughs> I've been learning that a lot. So y'all, so I know a lot of my listeners is in Cleveland with me. So y'all know y'all be watching Coke Live. Um listen. So he hit me to the transsexual community in Cleveland. So I've been getting on a lot of lines with trans women and they've been on there letting me know, like, listen, ladies, ladies, a lot of y'all niggas that's picking fights with you over the weekend is going to go get fucked by these trans women that yep. still have their, their, okay. Listen, they, they on the live getting exposed. <clears throat> y'all baby daddies like men, but they like the appeal of a woman. And so they like trans women. So you just got to, I've been learning that a lot. Okay. And it, a lot of the insecure, it stems from those, rep, those repressed feelings. Listen, man, I just, just be gay, bro. If you, if you, you like what you like and it ain't nobody's business, but yours. Is it by period. And yours is the person you want to be involved with. It ain't nobody else's business, but y'all. And yes. And I really wish the people that have so much to say, like they, they, they go too deep with it when it comes to homosexuality like in this picture is painted about homosexuals being like weak and stuff marsha okay. i'm far from anybody's fighter but i okay. in my life and let me tell you something i will embarrass you if you ever try to come at me disrespectfully thinking that i'm a weak person just because of who i date please not forget i'm still a nigga and that's, that's so crazy to me because i feel like in social media and the the world of of social media all over the internet there's been time and time again people seeing just because they're gay does not mean they cannot fight and basically because they've been getting tried their whole life there are definitely some fucking dogs in the ring like I, and people continue to try. i just don't understand like now it is so easy to see and to know that you cannot judge a book by its cover you got to listen mm -hmm. oh my god let me tell you. They wouldn't. They wouldn't try you if they didn't think they could win. Exactly. No, nobody would do. Nobody would do that unless they just fucking stupid. But yeah. they wouldn't. They wouldn't try you if they didn't think they could win. Marsha, I can tell you, I fought this one dude in eighth grade. <laughs> I fought this one dude because I since I've been coming. And the only reason I'm telling the story is because I ain't trying to be like I'm a violent, like I'm badass. I, I don't fight. Like I like to look. I like to talk things out, baby. Can we talk it out? Because I'm okay. 
you. Peace. I don't want to do that. But I, I was in eighth grade and I, coming up through school, people always used to call me a fag, used to call me gay. Same dude who used to call me gay and stuff in school, wanted me to fucking fuck him, whatever. But I'm mm. not even going to talk about that. I told but, you, it was pressure. I used to get called gay and stuff in school. And I remember this one dude hit me in the face with <gasps> with with a ball. <gasps> with a ball in school and called me a faggot or whatever. And I would never forget this. I'm not going to call his name. But uh, I, he thought that it was over because he ran from me after he hit me in the face with that ball. Mm. Yeah, you did. Everybody laughed. It was funny. But what I did next <laughs> was really is what should have been a war star. So Ooh. he hit me in the face with the ball, right? And he caught me back. Mm -hmm. He always, every time we used to come in the PE, the PE class, he used to call me gay, faggot. Like, I don't want to be in the locker room with a faggot, all of this stuff. Well, I just remember him Children stuck. fucking punch. I punched him in his face so hard, girl, that he flew. <gasps> like, I hit, like, yes, he tried to run from me, but knocked I knocked him out his shoe. I, he thought I was going to do nothing. Girl, I about knocked that nigga out of his shoes. Okay. Like, I, I was like, because I'm, I have not, I'm out of all of my siblings, and I have four. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm the youngest of them all. And I was never like a fighter. I was a love, like I said, I would like to talk things out before I would take it there to put my hands on you. But at this point, I was fed up. I got picked on. People used to throw shit at me all the time, used to say stuff to me all the time, push me around and stuff. And I got fed up and I was like, I'm gonna make an example out of one of these motherfuckers. And it just okay. happened to be his ass that I made an example out of. I his, when I tell you I beat his ass to the point where his mama tried to come up to school um and she was mad. Um because of what the hell I did. I don't give a fuck. He should never, he should never hit me in the face. He hit me in the face with a basketball. Like, I think my nose bleeds. Ooh, yeah. oh, damn. Basketball. Oh, you know what? When you say he hit you in the face with a ball, I thought like dodgeball. He tried to play no. it off. No, that's a. Yes. And at that point, I, um, uh, I had to do what I had to do. And okay, I, I believe that. I'm a really fast supporter of that. I can't tell you. I can't, let me tell you something. If I probably got in the fight now, I probably and I've had my ass whooped before. It ain't, but it's never been like by really. It, it's never really been like the straight dudes. Been, I mean, I've been in fights with gay dudes and stuff that I fought. That they beat my ass, but whatever. But but it's never been like it's the straight dudes. They always want to think that like I said that I was weak. But let me tell you something. I'm I'm still a nigga just like you. You can call me a princess fairy. You can call me a whatever the hell that you want. You can call me a woman or whatever, baby. But I'm Diana Ross and I'm coming the fuck out and I'm a fuck. Okay. Fuck. Like I, I, damn, I don't care. And okay, y'all hear this? Don't. <laughs> Try them, okay? Don't, don't ever just assume because of what they do behind closed doors that they won't let you the fuck out, okay? And, and baby, let me tell you something else. And I'm a you can anybody can take this how you want to. I'm not fighting no more, baby. Once I reach for that bag, I'm about to make y'all scatter like roaches in the motherfucker. Okay, they can take it whatever they want, but like I said, once I have to reach for this bag, baby, I just think y'all be scattering like pat, pat the pat the hip. I ain't got motherfuckers no more. <laughs> bitch, you're going down. And okay. You will be on a, a front of a t-shirt that says, in memory of. Okay, I protect yourself. I don't have time for that no more. No, I'll tell you. I'm like, um, but hold on. I have a, I still have another story to tell. And this was a story between, I. okay, this is when I really first started dating, um, I was dating, start dating white guys. Well, I was talking to this one particular dude, which um, me and him, it was the first white guy I ever talked to. He was maybe two years 
he was like two years older than I was because I was 16 and he was 18 when I was talking to him. Mm-hmm. And, um, this is going to have uh, some, some to do with racism and some of the stuff that, whatever, but I'm just going to go on to my story. But the guy, and he, I was seeing this guy, like I fell in love with this dude, first dude I ever fell in love with or whatever. He was a trash person. Um, he was a very lying, he was lying. He was, he was a liar and um whatever he was really like a backstab or whatever and i was talking to this guy and he i did not know that he was also talking to another guy at this particular time that i was talking to him well the guy that i was seeing like i said i'm 16 the guy that i was talking to he was 18 he was a white gentleman and um he was talking to somebody else behind my back who happened to be i think this guy was 22 at the time so um i remember i was working at hardy's hardy's was my first job i started working at hardy's when i was 15 years old <clears throat> one of my good friends her name was shelby she was there to witness this so if you ever need to be with uh my friend shelby and my friend i have a friend named chef they was both there to witness this well i was working at this restaurant i was working at hardy's and i was like i said i was talking to a white guy and i was wanting to see him when i got off work i got off work around 10 p.m because that's when we closed the hardy's but then I started getting this random random messages from this other white guy that he was seeing behind my back. He messaged my phone talking about stuff. And nigga this, nigga that. I'm going to beat your ass if you don't stop talking to him or whatever. And oh, wow. God, Gaffney, South Carolina. And, um, and I was like, okay. Well, if you want to, you want to fight me, then um, you're gonna have to. I mean, you. He was saying very racist stuff, like I said. He was like, "I'll beat your black ass." He's like, "You don't know who the fuck I am. I'll send your ass to the hospital." <laughs> okay, baby. So this particular night, I got off work. I tried to call the guy that I was talking to. He would not answer my phone calls. And this mm-hmm. is another thing. And this, I'm only telling the story is because. He knew that this guy was saying all of this racist shit for me, but he never stood up for me as a person. Even if you didn't want me, even if you was playing me, you could at least stood up and be like, yo, you're wrong. You shouldn't um, talk to him. Yeah, like, that like, speaks to his character. Yeah, that, speak, that spoke a lot of his character. So that particular night, I told the dude, and this is when I had my, I had Twitter too. Well, the guy found me on Twitter and he started tweeting stuff about me. He was like, I'm getting ready to beat this, this dude's ass. He don't know who I am. So I was pissed at this moment, Marsha. So oh, I right. at 10 p.m. Me and my friend Shelby, we went and changed our clothes. I had to run from, far, from I, I, where I work, it was in Rutherford County. So I had to run from there, run to take my friend to her house to change her clothes because she was going to be there in case any he brought any of his girlfriend. She was going to beat them up. <laughs> and then okay, period. one of my other male friends, in case this guy that I was going to fight, was going to bring in his other friends. So I ended up, you know, scooping both of them up. We went to Gaffney, South Carolina. We went to some back road. And um, I'm 16. The dude that I'm about to fight with is 22 years old. Let me tell you how uh, he was 22. And I did not find that up to after I had... Actually, I did know that. The guy was... He was 22 years old. And um, like I said, he had called me every name in the book. He called me a monkey. He called. He called me different stuff, but mainly he just kept repeating the n word and stuff. And he was he was tweeting and he was talking his shit. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go down here. I'm gonna handle I'm gonna handle my business. So I get down here and I'm mad at this point because the guy that I really cared for and I thought cared for me, he did not stand up for me at all. He also did not stand up for this other guy that he was talking to because he sat in the car as I was beating his uh boy, the guy that he was talking to ass. But anyways, mm-hmm. we got to this particular street. We got to this particular street. We got out. Um, the dude was still popping his gums. He had glasses on his face. Me, baby, we already done did our talking to Twitter. We already done did our talking through um 
we done did all this, ex you know, this exchange of words through the phone and stuff. So once I get me. here, I'm fighting you, and that's just what it's gonna be. If you're gonna be me, I'm gonna beat you. I don't care. I have never cared if I won or lost a fight. I really have not. But I had got to this, like we had got to this road, and like we all got out of the car. Mm -hmm. Girl, I pulled up in my. Let me tell you something. I had a Saturn. <laughs> let me tell you how the story is funny. I had a Saturn with them. You know those manual windows? How you had to roll them down yourself? Crank them, uh, girl. Yes, I had to crank my windows down, baby. I <laughs> all my windows down, flying, flying down to to Gaffney, South Carolina. Well, I got out of the car, and um, me and the the guy that the guy that I was talking to was staying in the car, but his boy, the boy that he was talking to, the 22 year old, and I fought him when I was 16. That guy could have went to jail. Like, now I'm thinking back at that. I was like, you right. put your hands, you put your hands on the 16 year old, you could have went to jail. Girl, we got out of the car. We started scrapping. We fought four times. I beat his ass every time, and then um, I ain't even gonna go into the fight because it was what it is, but anyways, I fought him yeah. for end up breaking my finger. I broke my finger. Like, my pinky finger, you can tell I can I can show you now. Like my finger is wobbly looking. I'll yeah. show you a picture or whatever. But whatever. I'm just I'm telling the story because he was uh, being trying to date outside of your race and knowing that they don't want to stick up to you when people want to um, say racist things really shows you who they are. And you know what? <clears throat> That's why I can't do it. I know deep down in my heart, first, first of all, right now in my life, I don't want nobody, but I know deep down in my heart, the life companion I, I, I would want to spend the rest of my life with has got to be able to relate to me on that level. Yeah. There's other things we can differ on, but you, you cannot, I, I personally cannot compromise on the black experience. Now I grew up in a very black Niggas everywhere. We had like two white people in the school. White people were an oddity at my school. It was like, who? Oh my God, Walter. Oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> like it was. It was. It was very scarce, and that's why it's important for me to move my son to where we where we're living now, um, where it's diverse in the sense that there's a little bit more white people. I want my son to know from a young age. Listen. You're different because you're black, then it's okay. And just understand that some people don't believe that it's okay, but I need you to know how to navigate this from a young age because I feel like I was kind of thrown into white people when I when I started in the world in the end. Yeah. Well, Man. which is crazy. The opposite is completely opposite for me, Marshall. Like where I was, it was predominant. Okay, when I lived in Shelby, North Carolina, I had lived there too. But um, that was it. Was like it was more. It was more black people at the school than I went to. It was white, like because we had moved from from where I'm telling you where I originally was from, from Rutherford County. We had moved there when I was in fourth grade. So when we went to Shelby, there was more brown skin folks there, and like I was, you know, I was keeping with the brown skin folks or whatever. And then in my ninth grade year, I ended up moving back and to these schools that was predominantly like white kids and stuff. And mm -hmm. I, I was like, when I got there, I was like, oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, not oh, in a bad way. It's just like, no, this is very different for me. Different, yeah. Very, very different. And, like, just some of the racism bullshit, whatever, that was in, in the school that we went to, like, girl, it was, the, these people was wearing all these Confederate flags and stuff. Like, I didn't go get into that. But they wore, like, the Confederate flags. That just be letting me know people racist. They had okay. the, all these Confederate flags and that's the thing about being raised in, in this part of Ohio. I know that everywhere else, when I got older, I realized everywhere else was 
not like Cleveland. <laughs> not like Cleveland at all. But that's the thing. People don't even realize that life is different elsewhere, you know, and everybody's having their own different experiences with things and in location definitely makes a difference. And that's, that's yeah. wow when you think it, about it. And Marsha, like when I drove trucks, I've been to Ohio a lot. Like I said, I and I do have family there and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I remember when I was in Ohio, I've been to like I, I'm visiting my family. I've been to Columbus. I've been to Cleveland. But Dayton, though, that is woo. That was like nigga Central. <laughs> like I, I like yeah. <laughs> like that was like I was like oh like I I was like okay. one person from Dayton. Ooh, she, she was a real nigga for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, wow, these these things are really at you. You know what I'm saying? And I look <laughs> just coming from what you were saying, like my comfort lies around being around brown skin folks. It really do. Like when and it's just because we can relate more. You know what I'm There's saying? There's a different level. There's a different yeah. level of connection that you have. That for me, in a romantic relationship, I know I can't compromise one. I can have all the white friends. Don't don't get me wrong. I have white friends, and I love y'all to death. Don't get me wrong. I but I can't. I cannot date outside of my race. I don't want to date. Period. But it's got to be. It's a black man for me. It's gonna be a black man for me because, and and I'm coming from the point of like, like you said, you gotta have somebody that can really um, what what's the, what's the what's the term I'm looking for? You have to have somebody that can really um, understand you, and you know, mm -hmm. you can't get that understanding when you are dating outside of your race because. I even look at it to like even more like even sometimes like when I'm right around some of my people who are you know the white descent or whatever, it is so harder for me white to have to. Um, it's just I I don't know like I can't have some of the same conversations that I can have like somebody with you like my white home girl I couldn't have the same conversation with her and say some of the things that I say with her right. say with you you know what I'm saying. Right. I don't, it's just feeling like you have to kind of water yourself down. Like, I'm very, I've always been very open to it because, because thinking in my mind, like, if, okay, we both gay, we should be able to have, we should be more relatable than anything. Even though if I'm dating somebody who is white, like, I feel as if, okay, we, you know, we're dealing with some of the same issues. So, I, hopefully, mm -hmm. I could really relate with you. Yeah. Like, with, with both of us being, you know, being gay, I would, mm -hmm. I would hope to, but sometimes yeah. even the case, like I just feel like sometimes you really have to kind of water. And it's not that I don't, I don't want to be myself in front of them, but it's just certain stuff that it just cannot be said. And you know what? I know what you mean, and it's not even, I'm, it's not even watered down. It's just, it's filtered. That's yeah. what it is. It's filtered, and uh, trust me, trust me. That's one of the things. So everybody, <laughs> I'm about to. This is, I'm about to admit this, but listen, what I hate the most about traveling for work, like whenever I travel for work, when I whenever I get back to the hotel or wherever I'm staying and I'm all by myself, I just I just say the word nigga like <laughs> <laughs> because when I be traveling for work, I be with I really corporate, really, and I just it's just a certain man, it's a certain level of comfort. You just you have to filter, you have to, you have to. And it and it's sad. It's all it's almost sad that you feel like you have to be that way, but you you know that you do. You know that you do because anytime you've ever let that guard down for just a moment, just a second, you 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 notice a thing 
about that white person that you love, that's your friend, that you're cool, that you're like, that's right. You're white. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's okay. That's the thing that people don't understand. What black people are not saying that it's wrong to be white. We're we're saying that it's okay. We're also just saying it's also okay to be black. It's okay to be white and it's okay to be black. And if black people want to do things that we associate and affiliate with being black, that's okay. And y'all can, that's okay that y'all don't have to do that too. And it doesn't mean that you, it doesn't mean anything about you. It just means that we have what we have going on and that's okay. And that's, that's what people need to understand. That's okay. That's okay. Very true. Very true. Like, um, like I said, we've been black all our lives. <laughs> right. That's like the experiences that I've had and that I have like encountered with white people. Oh, girl. <laughs> you know, how old were you when you would say that you knew that you were attracted to men? What age would I? Well, I knew I was attracted to men when I was I probably was like eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that I was because like how it okay, let me back that on up. Okay, I had this crush on this girl girl when I was in second grade. And mm-hmm. I remember being embarrassed because I wrote her a love note and my and like it was in the pants of my um like in my pants and I was gonna give it to her the next day, or it was mm-hmm. in my bag or something. Well, my brothers end up finding it. Like my brother, my older brothers end up finding it and they read the note. I wish I still had this letter. I swear to God. <laughs> I girl I all that I had a crush on and I was wanting to and I was just remembering um them um I mean stuff that my brother teased me on and I remember only doing that because they were like uh uh just the stuff that my older siblings would say cuz like I said my next my brother is like we have like three years apart from each other so we was never like kind of really in the same in a school at the same time it's just like i remember them saying how they had these crushes on these girls and stuff like that and how they had little girlfriends at school and i thought well i want to fit in so i want i think i'm gonna um you know i'm a little girlfriend yeah get me a little girlfriend and i just remember writing this letter to this girl and like i said my brothers and then found it and they teased me and i remember being embarrassed that like it was great. I was embarrassed that I that I was attracted to that girl because at that moment I knew that I did not like girls. Like I knew, but then like I said, you growing up in a Christian household, right? Where you're told to believe otherwise. To believe, other, yes. It's just like you're like nah, this don't feel right. That's, so I was and, embarrassed about it. I remember, I would never forget. I remember what house I was in. I remember my mom was getting ready to um, wash. I think she, it did was in the pocket of my um, my jeans because this girl, I I, <laughs> I I could see the writing and everything, Marsha, which is damn crazy. I remember writing this letter because I was, and they used to always like pick on me and I was so embarrassed about it because I knew that I liked I had attraction to guys because that was some good looking males in my classroom when I was young. <laughs> like, I myself, like, and I was like that. I was a quiet one, so I would just I was like a starer. So I was not really <laughs> to say so, but I would stand the hell out of you. And I like found guys attractive. Like so, I had to say it. Was, I was probably at least like around seven, eight ish, because mm-hmm. I would never forget my brothers them finding that letter, and I was so embarrassed. And then hold on. Then there was another instance 
back when I was in fourth grade. And this girl, me and her, matter, me and both of the girls that I had these crushes on was, I, <laughs> Marsha, you're going to laugh about this when I tell you this story. So and when I was in fourth grade, mm-hmm. I, I was, uh, me and this, I was trying, about to date this girl. I remember her writing me a letter saying um, how she wanted to date me, but I had to stop twisting so much. yes and i wish to this day i had these letters marcia i swear to god i remember this we was on the bus we was on bus i think 57 and uh (laughs) i remember sitting back there because me and her dated uh what we started we was about to date and i remember her writing me that letter and and I remember like because like i said i was always picked up for being gay kids always call me gay coming up in school Mm-hmm. So for her writing that letter to me, it really confirms like everything for me. Like I was like this little, I was more feminine. Yeah, I was like a lot more feminine back then than I. Like, so much. It was just so key. Like I remember, like I said, her getting on the bus, bringing me that letter, and um, I at that point too, I was maybe when I was in fourth grade. I don't know what age you're supposed to be. Like I think I was around eight or nine. No, eight nine. No, it's eight nine. No, you're right. You're right. Eight nine. Eight well, nine. So that just it. I just that's how. I mean, I about I knew it then because like I because I knew it for in inside of myself. It, I was just trying to fit into how the biblical fit in biblically because like I said, homosexuality was taught that was wrong. Like you didn't do mm-hmm. stuff like that. So right. you know you. So me raising up, being raised by my parents and stuff. You know them teaching me that. So I always just felt like. I have to date a girl. And And you know what? I think, I feel like that is probably why I feel like I relate so closely to the gay community. Because what it is for me, when when I started hearing the stories of the gay people around me when they started feeling comfortable to come out and and say who they are and and be proud about it. And I heard the stories. There was a lot of similarities in, in, I relate personally to the struggle of feeling like you have to be somebody else and stifling who you really are and who you really want to be because you have been taught that who you want to be and who you really are is wrong. I relate to that. It's not in the feelings of who I want to be with romantically, but I relate to that in other aspects of my life where I feel like I was not being myself because of what I felt like and what I was raised to believe was what I was supposed to be doing with my life and who I was. And that's, I, I relate so closely to that feeling and that emotion. And that's why when it comes time to celebrate y'all for pride, I'm, I'm here for that. I'm happy that there's, we're at a time now where this is a celebration as opposed to, you know, back in the day, they used to treat it as a mental illness. They would put y'all in the same asylum just because yeah. you wanted to, you felt compelled to love this person. And this person happened to be the same gender as you. And, yeah. and, and, why did that bother people so much? I just, yep. I just, mm, I and just I want to pe- kind of piggyback over that because, like, growing up in like, like I said, I was in a very small town. Like, you didn't even see many gays. Like, mm-hmm. you did not. Like, and and it's like, like you said, you you raise up the Bible way. 
well, this is the South, honey. People so just yeah. everything, and it's just like you you could not like I could you could not be yourself. And how I, you know even when I heard stuff about gays, and I, I'm about to get into like being masculine and feminine and stuff. You always heard that like uh, gays were sissy. They always had to be feminine and stuff. But that's how I heard when I would hear because. They would bash gays so much. They would always like call, say gays that are, are sissy and stuff. I felt like mm -hmm. I had to, if I was going to be one of those gay people, I was going to be, I would be like one of those, uh, I would be a, like a feminine guy because that's how they always used to say that all gays were. Like, I really did not mm -hmm. understand. I didn't even understand the, the gay community st stuff when I was coming up because like I said, it was. I never had never looked. It was always frowned upon where I lived. Mm -hmm. It's so small. Everybody was, everybody's so closed minded. And like, hush, I, hush. Like, if I was gonna be gay, I had to live the life of a feminine gay. Like mm -hmm. crazy to me now that I'm looking back at it, because you really kind of just opened my eyes when you was you was just talking about something, and it really opened my eyes about it. And it was just like I felt like I had to be this. Like if I if if I was if a person is gay, that they always have to be like feminine. That's not even always the case. Like. Yeah, I'd have been with guys who were just masculine that you would be out in public with. I mean, I have I, I've been with when I say been with, I mean like sexually with guys who have that you would see in public and you'd be like, dang, he's not he's not even, like he don't look he don't fit the description of a gay man. Yeah. Like, you know I, what? Hey, okay, so you've made it to the end of part one. Um, in the beginning, did I say this was going to be in two parts? No, because I'm not going to re-record the intro. Um, what happened was editing and I realized, damn, this is long as hell. <laughs> um, so originally where I cut to come in and say, we're getting ready to discuss some explicit content. Um, I decided to cut in and say, I'm going to go ahead and end uh, part one here. So thanks for listening to part one and stay tuned. <laughs>